to rekindle that desire that I do want to live a good and holy life. Like I want to make good decisions in my life. I want to help people. I want to pray. I want to love. Hey everybody, welcome back to Baldoco. This is Amy. I'm Vicky. And I'm Father Steve. And welcome back for week six. Lent is coming to a close. Sad. Amy is sad. sad. (laughs) Go back to mourning. But we are, yeah, almost finished now with uh, our Lenten season. Easter is right around the corner, the Tridium, Holy Week. Um, And today is an episode just to kind of go through what we went through in general. uh, These uh, first five weeks of Lent, trying to live live today well. The spirituality of St. Francis de Sales with Father Thomas Daly. That book, Live Today Well. And uh, we know the first five weeks were wake up and think about God. And then prepare your day. Set a good foundation. So your preparation. Then think about your intention for each activity, how you were living each activity. So just getting in the mindset of, of setting the right intention. Setting a good intention as you begin the day, as you change activities throughout the day, calling to mind that you're always in God's presence. And then we focused on work or study. The fact that most of us are working all day or most of us are in classrooms or studying all day. And how are we living that with our coworkers, with ourselves, with the efficiency, how we work, how much work we get done, um, all that kind of stuff. And then we went to what? We went to um, free time. Oh, yeah. Free time and eating. Setting you up to be leisure. sabotaged. <laughs> <laughs> free time, eating, leisure time. What do we do with our free time? And then the last one was that examination of conscience of ending your day well, thinking about how you moved through your day, how you prayed through your day, how your relationships were throughout the day, who you were angry or resentful for, who you helped out, who (laughs) you loved and didn't love, and all those things. So the whole idea of this whole live today well, we have reached, technically, we could say that we've reached a full day. the, The spiritual practices to help us to live each day well, we have gone through a little bit of each one, um, and offered our own experiences. Hopefully you had some sort of good reflection on, on what you're living each day and how you can live that better. And then hopefully this will carry on till after Lent. Hopefully it doesn't stop here. Hopefully we continue to grow and to uh, live this simple but joyful Salesian spirituality. So each day is lived well in the presence of God. Right? Right. Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if anybody wants to, yeah, why don't we start with, go ahead, Vicky. You want to start with a little story? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> One example of your, your One Lenten. One example. Great. Okay. So I have a car. You've heard me talk about driving to work. So a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks know, ago. Was it a month ago? Not a month. I don't know when it was. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, probably. Okay. A so month ago. at some point it was snowing outside. And I was getting ready to go to work. And, you know, when it snows, you have to clean off your car. So that's what I was doing. And a smart thing is to turn on your car. I learned. I was told. I don't know. To turn on your car and put the heat on, right? And, like, blast the heat so it helps, like, thaw the windows and stuff like that. Makes it easier to clean and all of those things, right? So I did that. I turned on the car. And, but, like, I have to park on the street. So I closed the door. And, you know, I've done this many times before. Like, this is not the first time, not my first rodeo, right? Um, And so I'm cleaning the car. There's a lot of snow. It really snowed a lot. And I tried to go back and open the car and open my door. And it was stuck. 
And I was like, whoa, it's so cold outside <laughs> that it froze again. Like it froze shut, but it really wasn't opening. And I'm like trying to open it. The car's on. The heat is full blast, right? It's on. And I'm like, wow, how weird. So I go to the other door. There's four other doors to try because there's the, you know, passenger side, the two back doors, and then my trunk. And they're all really frozen shut. <laughs> and I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, it's that cold? Wow. It was really cold and really snowy. And I just couldn't believe it. You know, when you just don't want to tell yourself what it is, that's what was <laughs> happening. And, but I was really calm. Like I was like, this is strange. I was more worried about like being late for work because I was already like running late because it's a lot of snow to clean off. And eventually I'm just like, I think it's locked. And I'm looking inside, like through the window, probably look like a very strange person, like just circling my car, like a shark or something. And I'm like, I think that means it's locked. Like my car doesn't have the red. It's like white and it clicks in a certain way, whatever. But I like don't really lock my doors. They don't automatically lock. It's an older car. And I'm like, I think that means it's locked. And the car was like really thawed, right? Like there's no more snow on it anymore, right? <laughs> Things had defrosted. And so I'm just looking at it and I'm like, it's locked. Like I locked my keys out of the car. <laughs> I don't have a spare. Uh, somewhere along the 10 years of me owning this car, don't have it anymore. Um, and so I was really like, okay. I was like, my phone is in the car. My computer's in the car. My iPad's in the car. Everything that I need is in the car, even my house keys. So I was like, oh no, I had my house keys. Thank God. Um, so I go inside and I'm like, don't know what to do. I have my Apple watch on. That saved, saved my life later on. My neighbor comes out of his house and I'm like, can I borrow your phone to call a locksmith? And he's like, no problem, whatever. Super nice. I'm like, my car is on and it's, I locked myself out and he's like, got it. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> he's like, the roads are really bad. I'm like, they are really bad. So at this point I'm getting Slack messages that like everybody's staying home, whatever. And I'm like, okay, everyone's staying home. Like not a big deal. Father Lou, I told him, he was like, don't worry. Like, he's like, oh my gosh, no worries. Good luck. I was like, okay. So I don't have a phone and it didn't yet connect that I could still give my phone number because my Apple watch would ring if it's connected to Wi-Fi. Poor Amy is trying to figure out where I am because I tried to call her and then didn't answer because I was on the phone with like the locksmith and then like another friend and stuff like that. And yeah, it was just like wild. But so the locksmith shows up this really long story. He shows up super nice, unlocks it in like 10 seconds. You know, if you've ever had to unlock something, it's just your whole arm is the payment for what it is. Right. So it was a lot of money. But through this entire process, like I wasn't upset. Right. Wasn't mad. I was like, what can you do? Right. Like. I just, my car was unlocked, turned it off. It was real melty, you know, everything was fine. And I just like worked the rest of the afternoon there and then went to work later on. The streets were fine, all of those things. And I just like, couldn't be mad about it. Like, <laughs> right, all of that had happened. I had done my preview already in all of my time waiting for the locksmith, you know, and I, the same things that I'd been saying of like, you know, Lord, what you got for me today? You know, give me these things, be with me, give me the graces that I need. And I really think that if I had not been doing this, I would have probably been like really freaking out because like that's it's a lot of money. It's a lot of like stress. You feel really helpless, disconnected from everything that you need to like get the problem solved. Like even like you have to like pay before they open your car. Right. So like to guarantee, right, that you're not going to just like drive off, I guess. And like I was like, I don't have I don't have anything. 
on me and he was like okay you know like and he did it anyways and then so like even he was like super like nice whatever so it was just like overall could have been a really horrible experience and it was good like I was calm couldn't be mad about it even afterwards like there was no like later on processing of like I can't believe that happened I'm so upset whatever it was just like it happened and I moved on and so really don't think that would have happened without this that's right. the end of my story Amen. my car is Look. unlocked <laughs> <laughs> And you lived the moment well. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yep. Everybody was nice and like I was nice. It was didn't need to be ugly to anybody about anything. It's not their fault, right? Uh, those things happen. And it was just like being able to like roll with it without getting like utterly consumed by like, okay, this sucks was kind of was nice, right? Yeah. Like a good difference. Like maybe, you know, like nothing bad happened to me on the way to work because I didn't drive on roads that were really like not good. Um because of like the amount of snow that was falling. Like I literally couldn't do anything but like sit inside and wait. And like maybe I needed that extra rest. Like maybe I needed that time because I literally had nothing to like begin work. Everything was locked in the car. So it's not even like, oh, I could work from home, like nothing to do. So I could make breakfast and drink my coffee. Thank God there was some left in the pot, right? Like all those things like that I could just like, okay, nothing to do but to like be in this moment. Um, So I was thankful for that. It was powerful when you shared it in the moment too, though, because it wasn't just that this book prepared you for that moment and just unconsciously you were doing that, but you actually referenced like, okay, like I'm doing this, like I'm going through it right now. Like this is exactly what you're called to do. And it wasn't just something that you're tying together later, but actually in the moment you were thinking about this and maybe that wasn't why you did what you did, but it was like part of your processing in that moment when you were sharing, which I thought was really awesome. I'm sorry for scaring you to death. Yeah, I really thought that you had died, um, yeah. but it was okay. And he was like, have you heard from Vicky? Yeah, I got the same message. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like really nice. You know, when you know, now, you know, the, con- the confirmation of like, if anything bad happens, well, so <laughs> someone's going to figure it Someone out at cares. least that day, not three days later when it's been a missing person, you know? So it's nice, but. And really, I mean, how often that happens in our life? No, maybe not to that extent of locking your keys in the car and everything getting thrown off, but so much of our time, I mean, things out of our control happen. The way people react to us, the things that we're asked to do, the traffic at the in the road this morning to bring up Amy's. Yeah, I didn't commute. live today well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but all those moments that like get thrown at us that we have no control over. I mean, that's a real test, I think, of our our character, our spiritual life, our ability to to accept and to pray through um, the things that are thrown at us. So that's for me. That was the goal of Lent. Mm-hmm. like to to be able to recognize these experiences as real opportunities of recognizing we're in the presence of God and and just going going through it like living that experience well living that suffering well living that inconvenience well um, because that especially for St. John Bosco he didn't he didn't want anybody doing these extraordinary penances he didn't want any hair shirts or rocks in the bed or you know long days with no food he just wants you to live especially like in community life or in our regular life, we're thrown a lot of difficult things. People's personalities, our own shortcomings and weaknesses, all of these things are moments. These are penances. Like these are the moments that we really show how much we love God and how much we love other people. I think it's a good story to begin with, no? Because I, I look at other people, I look at myself, that in that situation, we become really frantic. We become really hurtful to other people. We start to take out you know, the things that happen to us, I'm frustrated. So now everybody else in my life is going to feel that pain. And, and it's not the right way. No, it's not the right way. So it's, 
Good job, Vicky. Thanks. You lived it well. <laughs> that one moment. That one moment. <laughs> 40 days. And <laughs> one out of 40. Okay. <laughs> Amy, what do you got? I don't have a great success story like that. I feel like I shared a lot of through the episodes, just mm-hmm. kind of um, some days are successful, some days aren't, and just sticking with it. I think my biggest takeaway from this is I really, like I said, the end of day is natural for me. So to keep that included, then the beginning of the day isn't as natural. But I think for me, I'm going to move forward with having those two bookends and then allowing those moments to just seep further into the day. So the morning kind of continue on throughout the day and then the evening, you know, can start earlier and earlier. And I think for me, it was hard to have throughout the whole day that direction of intention with everything that I was doing. So I'm just hoping that I can take the two parts that are a little bit easier for me and help them to extend further into the, into the day through osmosis. <laughs> Very scientific. <laughs> uh, good. And yeah, I think for me, I wanted this Lent to be this way. Um, this was like really, I forced, not forced you. We're living I, in your yeah, world. <laughs> yeah. I invited you into this because, you know, I, I knew that I needed this kind of Lent. No, I didn't need to focus so much on giving up one thing or like, you know, giving up coffee or giving up chocolate. I just, I needed a moment to really find balance because that's what I've been praying out for a while, especially since newly ordained priest with a new assignment and running around to different places, you know, I could feel myself getting pulled in many different directions and sometimes the you know the spiritual life or meditation or your examination of conscience like those tend to be the first things to go because you need sleep or you need to get something done you need to get uh, some sort of activity done so for me to just find some balance and then to re-recognize because i've been taught this for like the past 10 years but to really focus of at being in the presence of god all the time which means grace is being poured on you all the time Every single moment is an opportunity for for growth and to love people and to love God, to love yourself. Um, so it, it was helpful for me these four, these five weeks uh, to kind of break apart and see a lot of times where I'm failing, like where I'm falling short. Um, but then also really the beauty. Last night I really recognized how much I love the end of my day when I live it well. You know that I have my little space, I have my little crucifix, my little statue of Mary, I light my candle. It's like a nice glow, peaceful, and just to sit there, you know, not, I'm not always praying well, but it, it just gives me a, a chance to, to look through the day and like come face to face with myself, I think, like honestly, like looking at my day and recognizing like you were a jerk there or you didn't live up to what you were supposed to do or like you wasted a lot of time today. And to accept that and to let that hit and to let that be and then say, okay, that's where I'm at. That's what happened today. Um, recognizing there was there was still some good, and then to go to bed in peace, clear conscience, and then to to wake up the next morning hopefully without the snooze and with starting the day well and those kind of things. So last night I really yeah enjoyed and loved that moment of of the end of the day. Help me, I think, just be more like aware, like aware of myself and my thoughts. I think the space of like how much I like got in and where I don't. Um, I think for sure I did a lot better when I was busy, um, but like normal busy, like not on the leadership busy. That was like a whole other like world. But like even the preparation, like because I knew my day so well, I could really like anticipate where I was going to mess up, which, you know, is that good or bad? I don't know, <laughs> um, because I knew like what would frustrate me. So I was good, right? Practicing that self-awareness 
so that I could like be not only ask for God's grace, but to be willing to accept it. Right. But I think easy is probably not the right word, right? Like I can't, it's not going to be easy all the time because like I still have weekends where like there could be really open, right? But I still need to live those days well. And there are just different ways of doing it. And so I think like there, what's been helpful is that this has pointed out the areas where I can be really attentive to God, but then others where not a thought, like really just can fly by so much time. I think I found a better way of how I like communicate with God, like not being so, I guess not, not like freaked out, but like just odd, like an odd experience of like I spoke out loud a lot and like that's different, right? Mm -hmm. Usually you're talking to someone in front of you and like God's in front of us, but we don't, no eyes on his face, right? <laughs> um, so I think I found a better way, the way that I want to communicate because I think for so long, like there were phrases that I wanted to be part of my prayer life that just never made it, never felt natural. Um and so now I did. And a lot of that came from like the language that's offered in the book, like just making it your own helped a lot for me. Um, and then there was a part, where is it? It says, my Lord be not far from me. And that's how I really felt. Like that's how I felt the whole time. Like that was probably the constant prayer of like, be with me, Lord, be with me, Lord. So when I did remember like 15 minutes into a task, like when I wanted to invite God in or like when I'm driving or like just communicating, being with a person, like whatever, interacting, like that was probably what came up most. And like, that's never happened like that before. So I think it just gave a lot of um, easy ways to naturally find like how I wanted to talk with God. Like that Lord is the way that I want to like talk to God, right? Like it's not going to be like, dear God, right? Like that's what felt comfortable for me. And I think even just that, like little like realizations in a relationship are so important. Like you know, when I meet somebody, I want to know, like, what's their preference of being called, right? Like, what's comfortable for them? And so, like, with God, we have to find our own. And so I think that was just helpful to just increase, like, this relationship that's there that's so easy to, like, let go of, to be like, oh, it's like the friend that I'm going to catch up with in a month and nothing's changed, right? Like, that we don't want God to be like that. So I think it it helped to find, like, a rhythm that works for me. Obviously, like, there's a lot of space for improvement being more aware and I think really like living the day well um, because like I can't honestly be like there was one day that I did everything right like there's not and I think that was probably a conversation I had with Amy in the beginning um, I was like what you know if you do this all right then you're done right like there's nothing <laughs> else to improve on you know but when you think when you look at it on a list you're like I could do that but you start living it and it's not the most like it's a practical approach, but it's not easy to change our ways, um, what we're used to and what naturally happens in our minds um, to reorient ourselves like towards God, like as frequently as possible. Um, so it was just it was an overall like really beautiful experience. I'm glad Father Steve made it part of our Lenten journey. I, I needed it, too. Like I needed to have a time to really like reset um, in my relationship with the Lord. So it was good. Another fruit of this for me, I think, is that because we were able to take this time to really kind of focus on ourselves, our relationship with God, our relationship with others. But a lot of it was stemming from how we're doing in that. Now it's allowing me to be like, take the next step now and focusing on a little bit deeper on other people so one of the lines in the book was, the more we learn to embrace the truth that we are not perfect, 
the less we will expect or demand that others be perfect towards us. All too often and all too easily we dwell in a world of should. And so I think that, you know, obviously that perspective is part of this Lenten journey. We were looking at our relationships with other people. Was I patient with them? Um, but now it's an opportunity that as Lent is coming to a close and we're bringing this practice into um, the Easter season and ordinary time throughout the whole liturgical year to kind of see this is what I learned about myself and I don't exist in a bubble. There are other people who are going through similar things or completely different things, but that's impacting their actions, their words, um, their treatment of me. And now that I have a better idea of myself, now can I have compassion towards myself and then compassion towards others in understanding that? Um, and I really like that last line about the should. Because yeah. so easily we do that for ourselves and for others. Well, I should do this. They should do this. But that's not the real world. And so we get wrapped up in something that is not reality. Um, so just taking that and doing the, new, the next steps. And that might look different for everybody. But... It's not just about repeating these steps for the rest of your days, but continually developing this for where you are in the stage of life that you're in. And so if the next season looks different for you, then to adjust this accordingly. So for me, that's what I'm going to be working on next. Great. And I think for me, just connecting it to our podcast, our podcast is called Valdoco, Valdoco Salesian Family Podcast. And so to give credit to Father Lou. Nice. Yeah. Go Father Lou. Go Father Lou, Woo. our youth ministry delegates who, you know, the, the runs the LRs and the, is the chaplain for the LRs and, and spoke a lot about just living Valdoco, you know, being Valdoco because Valdoco was a place, right? It was a, I don't know if it's still a neighborhood, considered a neighborhood, but it's a, a place in Turin where everything started. But now we're being asked, you know, that homeschool parish playground that we speak about all the time, that was that environment there in that neighborhood, that specific location is now a way of life. You no, know, it's now, it's, it's really is a way of living. And I think this Lent helped me to see um, just taking the simple actions of being welcoming, simple actions of, of remaining in prayer, the simple actions of, of studying and working hard. And, and part of my life is to, to continue to grow intellectually and to not stop reading. I used to joke with one of my friends from, from Novitiate, no? Once we stop reading, we die. No, and I think it's, it's serious when we, whether it be novels or whether it be spiritual books or whatever, but how important it is for us to use our imagination and to read. And if we're only consuming like TV and stuff on our phones, I don't know. It's something that is, it doesn't do the same thing for us. I don't think, no, it's really replacing our imagination. Like we're just consuming what is being given to us. But when we read, it's just something different. And especially when you read about the spiritual life. Um, so I just think all the, all the aspects of the oratory, the homeschool parish playground, trying to live that in my, in my everyday life, that it really becomes part of my, my way of living, um, the way I treat people, the way that I look at myself, the, the way that I study, the way that I pray, the way that I have fun and I'm able to smile and be joyful, like how important that is for, for us, for, for me. And um, so I appreciate that as well, that this opportunity for Lent gave me, okay, practical steps that I can live, but then connect it to, like, this is, this is my, the charism that I was called to. I really feel strongly how beautiful a gift this is to the church and how beautiful of a gift it is for, for me and how I can take it for granted. And sometimes I don't, I don't live it. No, I just I leave it off and go my own way. But recognize that I was really called to live this way in the church with the people that I meet in my community. Mm -hmm. He writes, detailed yet doable. 
Detailed but doable. Yeah. Is that a quote? <laughs> yeah, he said it. On page 181, he says, St. Francis offers a detailed yet doable way to lead a good life. Nice. And it's so good. Yeah. That we can offer everything to grow in, in holiness, in relationship, in... Right. And for everybody. Yeah. Literally yeah, everybody. Not, okay, I'm a priest, but it's not meant just for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the this, this spirituality, a life of faith, the call to holiness is for everybody. For you. For you and for me and for us. <laughs> and that's why... And that's why the church is so important. I meet so many young people now that they don't, they don't go to Mass on Sunday because they don't get anything out of it or whatever it is. But it's not just for you, like to be part of the community, to mm-hmm. go and worship together. You know, and somebody said, okay, but I watched it online. All right, like that was a, it helped us during the pandemic. It is a step in the right direction, but we're missing being together mm-hmm. as church, worshiping together, giving thanks together, serving together. Um, and I've, I've noticed that. A lot, but definitely coming back from Lima, Peru, the mission trip, like just the ability to do as a real community, small group of praying together, serving together, living together, having fun, all of these things together is so transformative. It really breaks down barriers. It opens your heart. It allows you to really live a life that is genuine and open and honest and joyful. So that's for me, that's the vision of what our parishes should be, mm-hmm. our, our communities, our neighborhoods. That we are worshiping together, we're serving together, we're, we know who each other are, there's no fear, we trust each other, there's a relationship there. Um, but yeah, we don't always find that in our parishes, and that's why people don't want to go. Like, I'm not going to go just to sit by myself, and so to kind of build that up more and more where we are. But yeah, we need, we need the sacraments, we need the Eucharist, we need to go to confession, like... These are helps for us to really, to do this. Because it's, living today well is grace. Like it is gift. It's not something that we can just force ourselves through. Like we really have to ask for the gift, the grace to do that. That was a conversation with, um, with classmates about spirituality and religion. My professor was separating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they, it was a question based on loss and, and stuff like that. And um, they were saying that spirituality is like what we feed on our own, right? Like what we find, so the spirituality that speaks to us, speaks to us like naturally, the one that we find ourselves called to. Um, and then religion, right, is that like organized part of it that allows us to be in community, to receive um, things from God, like with like one another. And so, you know, that, that idea of, you know, I don't go to mass because I don't get anything out of it. There's another part missing, right? Like that means like the spiritual life that you have, the one-on-one, the personal, how you lead your life every day, like that also probably means that there's something missing there. Um, because what like religion, what church, what these religious structures offer us is a way to be together and to like nourish our spiritual life. But the spiritual life happens here every day in the silly, weird things that happen and the inconveniences and the really good things. Um, but to be a part of a, of a structure that like helps us, offers us a lot of things, but gives the community, gives us a way to encounter one another so we can encounter other like spiritualities, like other ways that people are living out their faith that can help us in our own. Um, but that, I think just that conversation in this season helped a lot to like have that, have a better understanding because that's asked all the time. Like, why should I go do that? And it's like, well, you, you need both, <laughs> you know? So it's helpful. Just helpful to find the one that works for you and to and to live it. Yeah. And I like that question of um, like 
I'm not getting anything out of it. Why should I go? And you're saying it's not just about you. And a lot of times when I hear that, I think, okay, yeah, because it's about God. But to bring it back to you, like, it's not just about God, it's about community and what you're both sharing on is so beautiful because when, especially if you're a younger person, like when older generations see that, that gives them hope. Like if they just see, okay, there's a bunch of people who are a certain age and I'm getting, you know, higher up in the age bracket too. So it's like, <laughs> if you don't see people who are, you know, young families and you don't see the little kids who are in grade school or you don't see kids in high school, it can be discouraging, especially even just on a parish level. Like maybe you don't think of it on universal church level, but on a parish level, like, okay, this parish, like it's not lively, it's not vibrant. Like what is the future of it? And sometimes you don't realize how much you're missed. And I think that that's the convicting part for those of us who are present to reach out and say when someone is missed that it is known that that's on us as well. Because not everybody is going to be able to think like, I bet people miss me if I'm not there and I just stayed virtual. Um, But you genuinely are missed when you're not there. And so to reach out to people, and it doesn't have to necessarily be people that you know. Oh, I know that this person's name insert here, um, isn't there. But when a young person is there to be like, wow, it is so good to see you here. And to have that encouragement that it is a blessing to have anyone in the community. And it doesn't have to just be a certain age because I'm talking about young people, but just anyone in general, like I am so happy that older generations can now feel comfortable to go back to mass and to say like, I am so glad that you're here. So many times we walk in then we run out yeah. and there's, there's not that interaction. But like you're saying, like we can create that community, even if it doesn't exist where we are. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. And that's how we started this podcast or how we started this Lenten season is it does take strategy. It does take discipline. It does take, you know, intention. And so really just praying for the desire. I always go back to that. At least no matter where you are, just continue to pray, at least for the willingness and the desire that you want to live a good and holy life. Like, let that be, because if there's no desire there, then there's not going to be any work. There's not going to be any, you know, perseverance through the really difficult times. So every morning to, to, yeah, to rekindle that desire that I do want to live a good and holy life. Like, I want to make good decisions in my life. I want to help people. I want to pray. I want to love. Um, So to at least have that as the foundation. And then we learn along the way. Always a process, always progress, always moving forward. Never perfection in this life. What was our quote from him? We go to our graves. With our imperfections. We go to our graves with our imperfections. Halloween post. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. So good. So I, yeah, I think we all can say that we appreciate anybody out there who's listening to this Lenten season. And mm-hmm. for us, I think it was good to, to travel. Uh, for me, it was good to have you both like walking with me together through this, to have these moments of coming back together and talking about it. And uh, that always helps to go, go together. The importance of friendship. Yeah. You love friendship. I love friendship. (laughs) So beautiful. Any last words for everybody? Thanks for joining us. Hope it was good for you. (laughs) And thanks for having me. Oh, great. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of Lent because it's the best season. So just soak up these last few days. <laughs> yeah, so this last last week before we enter into the tritium, just to kind of to go over, to look again at the PDF, to maybe ask some questions or just to look again. Okay, look at your day and 
each week was supposed to build on the other. So now we have gone through all five weeks. We really see our whole complete day from morning till evening till we go to bed. And then, yeah, then every day we look at that. How is it being lived? How am I working? How is my free time? How is my preparation? How is my examination of conscience? Um, so just to kind of keep going. Don't let this be a Lenten do it and finish, but let it keep going, keep growing. Um, amen. 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 Keep going, keep growing. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's like the my <laughs> All right, so let's pray, right? Is that okay? Yeah. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Lord, we thank you for, we always thank you. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the opportunity to, to come together here in person, for all those who are listening, for our Salesian family. Um, we ask you for blessings and for grace and for your guidance and for your inspiration. Please protect us, watch over us, watch over the Salesian family and, and our entire church that this Lenten season may be a real opportunity for growth, a real opportunity for grace, an encounter with the living Christ who is saving us and teaching us how to pray and who is guiding us and who is loving us and who is really creating us and transforming us into the person we were created to be. So we ask you for your blessings, for your continued accompaniment, for your grace. We thank you, we love you, we bless you. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Mary Helpful Christians. Pray for us. St. John Bosco. Pray for us. St. Mary Mazzarello. Pray for us. And St. Francis de Sales. Pray for us. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Bye. We'll see you next week, right before Easter. Have a blessed Holy Week. Bye-bye.